Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and the Sean Kemp tells Gary Payton, Jake. This is your betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, for the latest updates information. You can find me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can find my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. This college ball, the college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Thursday, November 10th, 2022. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pitchtheprofessor.com slash new for a primer of what's going on around these parts. The goals for this episode are to share key information about these games, give you some things to think on, and explain where certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. Remember, Sideline has graded plays on every single game. It is always take what you like and leave the rest. And if you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get that answer is on the Discord chat, which can be accessed through Patreon. The link is in the show description. As always, remember, there are no locks in gambling. So what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. However, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, this is a tough episode for me. I am still uh, hurting yeah. after uh, Wright State's yeah. Yeah, that was... collapse. And partially it was the collapse. Partially it was just you get three and a half points and you tie – in regulation and then you tie after an overtime how the heck did did we lose that thing lord that that was that was wild that that was by far the best game probably we've had or worst well yeah well i'm just saying to watch from an entertainment (laughs) value it was it was great i thought ohio and belmont would hold that crowd was pretty good yeah Yeah. (laughs) with the freshman hitting the game winner but the double overtime was that was pretty intense hmm yeah well hey and i'll Here's a shameless plug to join the Patreon and stuff, right? I think the last two nights in a row, we've given out a pick here, I think, with uh, Sacred Heart and Hartford and then the Bellarmine where the mm. Lions were mm-hmm. much more in our favor when we're giving it out here yeah. getting the videos early than when they were when most people got them where it shifted completely. Yeah, I after the Sacred Heart one, I – wanted to pitch that and be like, Hey people here's, you know, but it was a little, I, I wouldn't be like something like this is going to happen every day. Just from the, like, it kind of like this yeah. type of thing happens, but you never like really expect it to. And then lo and behold, the Bellarmine thing happened where yeah. that line dropped crazy. But uh, part of it is still true. The, the, the model site should have been like five points or something like that. And obviously that was still a little too high, but it, it was one of those where it's like, you still think it's a good value to play it later down as it moves on that one. But um, you lost a potential little bit of value yeah. uh, on, on the sacred heart one was a different story where it really lost all of its value as they didn't cover some of those really yeah. big numbers that it got out to. So it, it's, it's a situation where sometimes those extra points, sometimes they matter, sometimes they don't. And in general, I would just say like, Hey, play it up to the number that, that the, that the model says, right. When the model says stop, stop, right. Don't yeah. go beyond yeah. that uh, other than injuries or some weird situations yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know, your coach quitting the night before. I don't know. It's a whole, yeah, a whole different thing. Like, I don't even, yeah, at that point, like, what's the handicap? You know, um, <laughs> we had a number, we liked it. And then, it, then stuff just got weird at that point. Yeah. Uh, the Beller, the Bellarmine one, I mean, a Louisville might be in for a long season. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I was trying to say yesterday, man. They're, I don't know. That, 
the whole scrimmage thing that went sideways, you know, for them and, and, and Syracuse too, who didn't cover yeah. in their first game against, yeah. uh, I believe Lehigh. Uh, and, and we were on that one, you know, a couple of these teams like that, you see that scrimmage and you're kind of a little bit nervous and you're like, how much is it here, there, how whatever. And, uh, for Louisville and, and maybe even a little bit Syracuse, given what we saw in that first game, the answer is like, there's some questions that things need to get fixed in a hurry or else it's going to be a rough year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I feel like I just got to move on past the right thing that still hurts. So just so, so moving on, moving forward to, to today's slate. Uh, but before we get there, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any of the college basketball and mobile or college football content that this channel provides. We've already mentioned that Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found there. Above and beyond what we do here, membership starts just $3 per month. That's www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. But even if you don't, we are still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to the games. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording, late Wednesday night, we've got the A plus play of the day. There are several A grade plays. Uh, Already posted out for you. There's 32 games, and there's like, I don't know, like eight of them or so are A grade plays. Jake, the A plus play, your favorite of all of them is Towson and Massachusetts. UMass is basically a, a pick them here at home. We're, we're getting a point uh, with UMass. Sideline says it should be UMass minus about four. Says they're a little bit of a better team plus at home. Um, Southern also kind of likes the under 147, thinks the total yeah. should be 143 as well. So it likes the under and it likes UMass. Why is this your favorite of all the A-grade plays that the model gave out for Thursday? Look, it, start, it starts with the coaching hire they made. One of my favorite coaches just from a personality standpoint, and he's a good coach, and Frank Martin uh, hired at UMass. He brought some talent with him from South Carolina, uh, so that immediately improves a UMass team. Uh, they are – he loves to play a fast – and pressure-packed defense and rebounding kind of game, uh, and he demands absolutely demands it from his players, and they typically respond. And his players love him, even though he seems like he's a very hard guy. Uh, and I mean, this showed up. They won fairly handily against Central Connecticut. They out-rebounded them, forty-eight to twenty-nine. Um, they also had six guys in double figures, uh, led by Weeks Jr., who's probably their best player. Uh, it's they shot the lights out. They hit fifty-three. Uh, half percent and hit almost 50 from three. Uh, Townsend has some high expectations for them coming in and they're falling a little bit short. Um, they're, they're bringing in four starters from that 25 and 19 last year. They brought them back, but man, they struggled to shoot and struggled offensively against Albany. Who's not known as a great defensive team. I don't think, I don't think they've got much, um, <laughs> for them to look forward to the rest of this year. Uh, but these are two, relatively good teams and this could matter come March um, with where these teams are kind of supposed to finish in their conferences. Like it could matter where they get seated at, but I think Frank Martin is a big difference here and UMass has got the talent to win, especially being at home. All right. That's the a plus play of the day there. UMass getting a point money line, whatever, basically just saying we think they're going to win this one. Uh, and uh, again, something says by four, so get some value on that one to the best B side. Lots of good B plays out there uh, for your Thursday. This is the one that caught your eye. Houston Christian at Texas this is formerly Houston Baptist. Who's not yeah. Houston Christian playing at Texas, Texas uh, in the opening game. Never really 
pulled away quite to the extent that maybe we thought they would uh, opening up a new arena there. They'll be back there here, of course, uh, on Thursday, but uh, you know, kind of a slow start, you know, got out to about that 20 point lead, but really never just dominated. Like we've seen some of the top teams dominate here in this first week, um, you know, winning comfortably, but never a number quite like this. Uh, Houston Christian, one of those teams that, uh, you know, likes to play a, a fast pace, likes to score a lot of points, like almost every team seemingly in that conference. Um, they definitely have some offense. They definitely have no defense, like most of the teams in that conference. Total 141 and a half for this one. Sometimes it's 142.9, so a fairly well-priced total, maybe a slightly into the over. But the main thing here is sometimes this should be Texas minus 29, not minus 33 so getting some value here grabbing all of those points jake why do you like houston christian plus 33 first off and i feel like this is going to be a common theme through these first couple weeks of the season it is really hard to win a game by 30 that is that is really tough um, especially when you start pulling off the gas at the end of the game so getting 33 is incredible um this is yeah, awesome. it's, it's like it's like the exception to that is almost like those bottom couple of teams that you just have to be careful about. Yeah. Mississippi Valley States, you know, IUPUI, like some of those teams like that at the very, very bottom is kind of the maybe the, the asterisk exception is like they're yeah. just so bad. You can get up 45, you know, in the second half and then you can kind of coast. But, yeah, it's like once you get past those bottom handful and, and the thing early on, you don't quite know who's in that. But we have some decent ideas, right? Once you get past that bottom handful, like you said, it's, it's not that it's impossible. It happens. It just it doesn't happen as much as our brain wants to think. Our brain remembers the big blowouts, but doesn't remember all the times that these teams lose by 18. And it's like, it was never close, never interesting, but they sure as that cover the, the number like 33. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, this is kind of a look ahead spot for Texas. They got Gonzaga coming up next, which would be a big game. Um, so they're not going to throw, they're not going to want to throw a lot on tape. They're not going to want Gonzaga to have everything to look at. So they're, I think they're going to be keep looking it, ahead. Keep it, vin- keep it vanilla. They can go out and, and win the game easily, yeah. but. Yeah, they, nothing, they, they nothing can, yeah, this is good. Like they can win with pickup ball. They don't need to uh, run any real sets. I mean, Chris Beard is a great defensive coach. Um, he's returning. He had some returning talent, but he's still breaking in a few uh, new transfers. So, like, it's it's going to take a little minute to jive. And like, and what you said with the new arena, I know this is going to sound a little crazy, but like the home court advantage isn't shouldn't be quite there yet because I mean you're, they're not used to the looks and the feels of that arena and the sounds of it and how it works. So it's going to take a minute to build that in. I know with practice and everything, they'll, they'll learn it, but it's just the court feels different. There's no real, I don't know. There's no real like well, the, thing to it. The, it's just like a psychological thing. It's like, it's not home yet. Yeah. And the crowds have long been questioned in at Texas for basketball, right? There's long been questions about how many of people are showing up, how many people are showing up and caring about the game. And it's not like, you know, going to Kansas and it's not like going to going out to tech, you know, it's, it's not like going to Iowa state, right. If, if you stick with these, with this conference, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely not like Duke UNC, that sort of thing. Like it's a big school, but it's not, it's never had, and that doesn't mean they can't get, they want to get there. Right. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's like you said, it's, it's not there now and, and it may, but it's, it's, it's not there right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Houston Christian has a really good score and long, I think he had 30, and hit nine nine of the team's 12 threes last uh, in their last game, uh, which I mean, it's just crazy. Um, they ran into some trouble with <laughs> their three of the other starters that went with him. They went four of 12, four of 12, and two of 10. 
I don't know that that happens again where Houston Baptist is just where right. Christian is like yeah. he's the only one hitting. And so I think they're going to get a little more points. And I think this really is more of a look ahead spot. It's like picking the situation. They're they're not going to want to like they're going to want to rest the guys up because like a Zaga game will be tight, heated, and a big time game. So they're gonna they're gonna get ahead, way ahead, and they're gonna coast play play the bench guys. And I think Houston Christian covers this fairly easy. And this is a spot too. I don't know if we've talked about this on show. It's something that is just an interesting thing to me is that this number is so close to Ken Palm's number. And there's so many games, especially early in the season where that's the case where it's like, you basically can just peg whatever the spread is right around what the Ken Palm number would be. And, and, and Ken Palm does great work and that's why I track his stuff, but there's other models out there, uh, including my own that, that track just about as well throughout the season. And we disagree on a lot of games on the aggregate. We're just as accurate. And that's where it's like some of those discrepancies. That's where you can sometimes find value here. And situation where um you, you know the number is just you know a point off of what kim palm says but we're like three four points off from that and it's like the, the books don't know how to properly handicap every one of these teams. nobody really does and so they often rely on a model like that it's like that model is great but it, is, is it capturing every single thing in this case again your opinion is that it's it's not for this spot the right the right number to peg that, that giant number quite like that yeah, yeah, and especially some of these like like where you're getting these, these SWAT conferences and stuff. And I think we've talked about this before. I, we really kind of think the books kind of look at Kim Palm and go, okay, we'll take a point or two off of that and r- yep. run that number. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For the, definitely for the smaller schools, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that takes us to the Jake and a Limb segment. This is where we usually have uh, one of the C-grade picks where the model kind of gives you the shrug emoji, doesn't really know what to do with it. It's The model says it's priced pretty dang well. But Jake, you're looking at it saying – I think I see something here that I really like. The game that you uh, want to call out of all the C-grade picks today is the 7 o'clock Central start between Central uh, Michigan and Marquette. Um, this one is pegged by the model to be Marquette minus 17, and so the model gives a slight lean to Central Michigan plus 18. Model also likes the over 146.5, by the way, so the total should be about 150. Uh, Jake, which way are you taking us for this game? Look, we're we're going to ride with Central Michigan here, but it's more of a play on Marquette. I just don't think they're good enough to quite win this by the 20-plus that are going to need to cover this. Like, kind of like we were talking uh, first first show of the year with Richmond. Uh, I know that one kind of came back and bit, bit us a little bit, but uh, I just don't think they're going to be quite good enough to jump up to that 25 to 20, 25 number to keep this at uh, – to cover the 18. They look, he shock is the second year, he's going to get more of a system in. Um, he didn't do a great job, like what I consider a great job in recruiting and bringing in transfers. Um, he had, but he had, part of that was because he had six returning players, but he lost uh, his top score and two, uh, or what, his top two leading scores and three of his top four. So he's still searching to find that offense. Uh, one, one of those guys transferred out. And Marquette kind of fell off at the end of the year, if you kind of remember correctly. And so I don't, I don't think they started off real hot, but I think that was because there were some bad, bad spreads and things because people weren't exactly sure what Shaka was going to do. Right in Marquette, I remember now, that once wow. they got to starting conference, we were kind of very didn't really know, yeah. and some of the numbers were just a little bit off there. Yeah, and now now we you know what system he's going to be running. It's going to be the same thing, and 
I, I think Central Michigan's going to be able to take advantage of that to the point of <laughs> losing by 15 because they're right. they're still not a great team. They're, right. they're, I wouldn't even classify them as good. They're going to be bad. They were bad last year. They're going to be bad this year. But I just don't think Marquette's good enough to win this game by enough to cover. All right, so Central Michigan plus 18 is your Jake and Alim play. To the shake and bake with Jake. Still haven't had one of these parlays yet. Getting getting close. These last two are approaching it here. We've got North Dakota and Creighton on deck for you here today. Creighton is a 28-point home favorite. Sideline says it should be 26.5, and so it likes grabbing the 28 points with North Dakota. It also likes the over 139.5. As the model says it should be 147.5. Thinks that this total is way too low. That's going to go flying over the end of the 140s, maybe even up towards 150. Uh, Jake, tell us why you like this as a parlay. Look, I really like Creighton. They're a very, very good team. They're probably the best team in the Big East. They've got a great offensive coach. He's um, actually fantastic on the offensive end. Defense, uh, we don't know. But, I mean, shooters are dying to play for him, and that, that's why they got the transfer from South Dakota State. Um, he went there over Duke and, like, UNC and a few other big right. top-tier school, schools because I think partially due proximity to where he was and partially due to – the offense and the offensive set and everything. Um, I mean, Alex O'Connell transferred from Duke to Creighton and took off at Creighton uh, last year. The, it's a fun offensive team. Uh, they're just lack on defense. And if the, all the shots aren't going, uh, they can be, they can be beat, but not by North Dakota. Uh, <laughs> North Dakota is good for, for where they're at. Uh, they beat Incarnate Word, which is nothing special, but they went on the road and won. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's good for them. That's a good win for them. Uh, I just, I don't think Creighton, Creighton has the talent, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to do it quite yet. They're still breaking in a new offense. Um, like to win by 30 is hard. Like we talked yeah. about earlier. Yeah, it's, it's a lot hard. of points. And you got to be up 35-ish towards the end of the game to cover this 28. Uh, I mean, they beat St. Uh, St. Thomas in the first game by 12, who's pretty much still a D2 school. Uh, not They're not quite all the way ready for D1 with the players and stuff. So it just kind of shows you, I mean, I can't say his last name. It's not Nimmard, but it's not, his first name is Ryan, big white guy. Um, and he's a very good player. He's just a little slow on defense, and I think that hinders him because they want to keep him on the floor because he's so good on offense. Right. And so I think that's where North Dakota and other teams can take advantage a little bit. So I think we're going to get a lot of points in this game because not a lot of defense is going to be played, and I don't think Creighton's going to win by 30. Yeah, that, that first Creighton game was surprising. I think it was tied You know, yeah, it was tied a little late. bit into the second half. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was – you know, where they were always up 15, that sort of thing, and they just ended up, you know, winning by by 12 or whatever. Yeah. It was it was a tight contest into the second half, and uh, I still think St. Thomas is probably a little bit better than North Dakota, but kind of like you said, winning by – it's quite a jump, and it's not to say they can't do it right. Like we always talk about there's no locks in gambling, but it, it's quite a leap to say that they'll all of a sudden after that performance be able to go out and win by 30 it's just a reminder again, like we talked about before, there will be some blowouts in these early season games, but our brain remembers more of them than actually happen uh, with regards to the proportion of, of times that it happens. And, and the spread is that great equalizer, right? No one here is saying that North Dakota is better than Creighton. No one's saying North Dakota is going to go on the road and win at Creighton. Uh, North Dakota is not very good. Creighton is pretty good. It's just saying that like to win by that much, 
isn't that easy. What we're talking about here is if we were to play this game 100 times, how many of those times does Creighton win by 30 or more? And the answer is sometimes, sure, but we don't think it's a lot of the time. That Most of the time, they probably win by 22 or 25 or something like that. Uh, so you're grabbing the North Dakota plus 28 and the over 139 and a half and see if we can't get one of these parlays here for us yeah. in the opening week. To the getting high with Jake, we got an over here that you like. A little bit early tip-off, 5.30 p.m. Central Time. Charleston Southern at Ohio State. Ohio State is a 25-point uh, favorite. Model says it should be 24.9. So the model says at right now, this is priced pretty well. Of course, think, no, by the time, again, if, you, if you're with us on Patreon and you're up late, you're watching it uh, right away or first thing in the morning, if you're with us on YouTube, if you're not watching, if you're watching early in the morning, lines probably didn't move much. But depending on where you are later in the day, sometimes these numbers are moving a lot. So uh, by the time you watch this, maybe Ohio State minus 29. And I would say, hey, plus 29, take Charleston Southern. It may be Ohio State minus 21. I'd say, hey, take Ohio State. You know, at 25, it's priced pretty well. But the total, maybe not so much. Sideline says 145 should be what the total is. Jake, you agree. You think we can get over 140 pretty easily in this game. Yeah. Tell us why you think that's the case. Well, I mean, this this starts with the coach. I don't I don't understand how Ohio State does this year in year out. But if Holtman has them flying under the radar, not a lot of people are paying attention to him yet. He's a fantastic coach. Um, like since 2013, his teams have not won less than 20 games, um, and all his teams since uh, since 2020 have been in the top 20 of adjusted offensive efficiency. They've got. I know they lost EJ Liddell, and I think that's where a lot of this is. People are expecting that to take a bigger hit than what it is. But I think he did an incredible job in the transfer portal and picking the right players to come in. They also get just assuming that I don't know that he played a full game last year. Um, so, so he came back, had 20 in his first game, shot lights out like he didn't miss a beat. Um, they got Isaac Likely, I think how you say his name, from Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. He was also, yeah, was walking uh, triple-double or – it can always be a threat for that. I think he had his biggest his biggest issues were, were injuries. Yeah. So if, if he can stay healthy, they brought in Sean McNeil from West Virginia, who's a sharp shooter and a very good defensive player um, out of that Bob Huggins system and great freshman um, and Bryce Sensabaugh, who led the team in scoring in their first game. They, this team is just loaded with talent, a lot of offense. Zed Key in the middle is a walking double-double. He will have it every time. There's, I think he was a big old guy. He's not very tall, but he's just very thick and very strong, and he will just bully people, and I think he'll do that all throughout the lane. Um, Charleston Southern has got some offensive talent, not a lot of defensive talent, but they they took just put up 80 while shooting um, 8 for 34 from 3, or I don't think. I don't think I wrote that down wrong. Surely they didn't shoot 34 threes. Uh, but anyway, it wasn't very good. Uh, but they, they shot terribly, still put up 80 against the D2 school. They play for a lot of place. Shooting that as many threes as they did sets up for a lot of points because either the threes go in and that helps because it's three points instead of two, or it sets up a long rebound, which leads to fast breaks and thin numbers with a more talented team like Ohio State. They should be able to convert that. 95% of the time, I think we get a lot of points that way. 
Yeah, and this is a game, and again, you never know exactly how the game is going to play out. What we're saying is just kind of how, how we see it playing out. Ohio State's kind of known to slow things down a little bit and, and grind out a game. I think that's more of a play in conference where they say that they don't necessarily just want to get the track meets. If they want to rely on their defense, they want to get good looks on the offense. Conference plays a lot different than non-conference play. Charles' other wants to run. They want to get up and down the court. You never know what they're going to do. Maybe they decide they want to slow it down. It becomes kind of a freaky Friday type game, you know. But if they play like they normally play, which and they stick to their strength, which is we want to get up and down the court, don't play a lot of defense, that sort of thing. There's no reason for Ohio State in a non-conference game not to do the same thing and just kind of say, let's get a lot of possessions in this game. Let's get our guys a lot of work. And we know that we're the better team. So if we have more possessions than the other team, it's going to work to our advantage in the long run. And that and that lends itself more to a lot of points and getting up towards 150 rather than 140 uh, because there's no reason for them to try to grind out this game versus when they're playing Iowa, when they're playing Michigan, when they're playing Illinois, when they're playing, you know, yeah. Wisconsin is going to want to grind you right when those games it's going to be more of a slower paced game than it would be in this situation I would think yeah I also think that a lot of a lot of that has to do with the roster like when you had a player like EJ Liddell and you weren't very thin like this was the last couple of years you were there wasn't a lot of depth on that lineup and so they wanted to save save his legs so they didn't want to run like crazy plus yeah. he he liked playing back to the bucket and like kind of ISO kind of play. I think this will be more of a uh, pace and space kind of team than it will be back to the bucket and or ISO with EJ Liddell and then make plays off that. So I think this will be a little faster paced team than most of the Chris Holtman teams. All right. So we like that over 141 and a half in the Ohio State game. To the how low can you go segment and under that Jake is called out the model uh likes as well we're going to wyoming nickel state playing their totals 149 sidelines has 140 and a half so it's a full basically 10 points um under according to the model this is an interesting clash of styles nickel state uh similar to that houston christian team we talked about same conference where you got a lot of teams that just reckless go up and down the court lots of offense no defense but wyoming the exact opposite a team that wants to grind it out wants to play a game with a total number of points in the 80s and they'd be happy <laughs> with the game uh so two completely different styles and, and jake i i think it, me personally why i like this under is when i first saw this i thought you know we talked about Ohio State, you know, having no reason to slow the game down or whatever. That's Ohio State. They have a lot more talent than Wyoming does. Not that Wyoming's a bad basketball team, but Wyoming is going to more show that's that is their thing to grind out the game. And when you talk about a clash of styles, when you have a clash of styles of two teams that are relatively closely rate, rated that are both good, it's very interesting to see how it plays out. When you have one that's a lot better than the other, you tend to say the team that with the more talent is going to control that. If Wyoming controls this game, it's going to be a lot fewer points in Nichols State once it's going to get them out of their rhythms and should be a lower scoring contest than, than most Nichols State's game, Nichols State games are. Uh, what is your take on why the under 149 is a good play? Yeah, so you have to kind of put their both teams' last game out of your head because they both <laughs> – Nichols State gave up 117 to Arizona and uh, Wyoming scored 100 on Colorado Christian. But – but there's a good reason for that. Number one, Arizona is amazingly Very good. Great. And Colorado Christian, Christian, I didn't even know they existed. I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. So like, that's like, like you got to put those out. Um, Wyoming, like you said, does not want to play fast. And Nickel State's just bad. They're real bad. Um, Wyoming's got the better guards. Uh, Maldonado's back. Um, I know if you listened to this last year, I was very high on Wyoming. Still am. They brought back, they got better. Um, 
because they brought back Maldonado. I know EK Graham, EK, I, I can't remember how to say his yeah, name. Uh, he's hurt right now and not playing, yeah. but so they're going to get better as the year goes on. He's but, supposed to be back around conference time if, yeah. ish, is I think the expectation. Yeah. But so they've still got Maldonado, who's a very tall guard who likes to back it up, uh, back down uh, smaller guards because he's not that great of a shooter. Um, but I mean, so there's some wild stats for the Nichols State game. They gave up, Arizona got 73 shots off. That's yeah, that, that, that's, that's the Southland teams are just they're something to watch. That's for sure. They're <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. They also had four, they gave up 40 free throws. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of that was, I'm, man, there's just so many names I have a hard time saying. Uh, Abalo, Abalo uh, from Arizona, who's a seven foot just athlete. You can't really even tell it, call him a post because he is just a true athlete, very, very good basketball player. Uh, he also hits 70% of his free throws. So there, I was like, he shot almost, I think, 15 free throws. So he, there was just so many points coming from all over where Arizona wants to play that run, run up and down game uh, with Tommy Lloyd there coming from a uh, few. That's a very offensive coaching tree. So that's how Arizona's going to go. Maldonado and Wyoming here are going to want to slow it down. This game probably ends like 70 to 75 50 in that range. Because I think uh, Wyoming just take, get up and take the air out of the ball. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense it, to be just a lower score. Like I said, just take the air out of the ball. Unlike the last game, because they're playing a real team. Not that Nickel State's great, but they're again they actually have some talent. Um, the must see TV segment, Jake. Uh, there's there's some interesting games that you want to talk about. None of the big games, though. I think it, we talked about this before, just to make you viewer aware. If there's a good pick that we want to make, we want to lock that in here. But otherwise, we want to make sure that we're not giving out a pick that we don't have a lot of faith in, even if it's a big game. So there's some interesting games, but there's just not a ton of confidence in them. So uh, you're going to talk about a few things to watch that are interesting. Uh, What do you have for us here? All right. So the first one up is Oklahoma State and Southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. I think this is upset watch kind of territory. It obviously could go the other way, too. Uh, I believe you've got a B grade Oklahoma State, which is very reasonable and everything. It is probably how the game goes. I just think Southern Illinois is a very good team, and I think this will be a fantastic game to watch. And Uh, this is what we we talked about a little bit before show, too, that – the sideline came out and said Oklahoma State minus nine. If you had the early projections out there, you made the comment you grabbed this uh, Southern yeah. Illinois plus nine and a half. Yeah. So on that side of it, but the number's been coming down. So again, that's the benefit of those early projections. There is seeing that, saying, "Hey, I, I know this is a good value. I can go ahead and jump on it." And now that the number flipped, you have a you know it's a different different story. So it should be an interesting game. Oklahoma State the better team, uh, but it's not like it should be a runaway. No, no, it'll be a very fun game to watch. Uh, you've got an A grade here, and I, I totally agree. But the Stephen A, Stephen F. Austin and mm. uh, Gardner Webb should be a very good game. Both those teams are are, yeah. very, are very good for the level they play at. Uh, yep. Also, this is my favorite game of the night. I'm so excited to watch it. I can't make a pick on it because I'm not sure which way it's going to go. But Vermont and St. Mary's should be a very, very good game. Uh, tons of points. It probably has tons of points in it with the way Vermont tries to shoot it and how St. Mary's really plays defense and pressures. So, and Vermont kind of gets a little loose with the ball sometimes, especially under uh, Becker, but it should be a very fun game to watch. 
and that one's one where sideline says St. Mary's minus 8.46. The current line is St. Mary's minus eight and a half. So another one that for now, as of the recording, is pegged pretty well. But again, yeah. depending on when you're watching this, watch it throughout the day. If that ships out to St. Mary's minus 10, grab the points with Vermont. If it drops to St. Mary's minus seven, lay the seven, right? So it's one of those where right now it's really tough to say. We say St. Mary's probably a little bit better of a team at home, right? Long cross-country travel for Vermont. Um, but that doesn't mean St. Mary's wins by 20 either. So eight and a half is pretty well priced as of now. Shop around. Uh, but definitely there's some good numbers uh, that may pop up throughout the day for that one. And like you said, definitely yeah. an, an interesting one to watch. Not a not a ton of late games, so it should be easier to find its way uh, to your television set if, you, if you're up late for, for that one. Yeah, and uh, the Kansas one's another one to keep your eye on, like to see what Kansas is going to do. Um, uh, they are – I know they're the reigning champs and stuff, but they lost a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That Grady Dick guy, though, he is a, he is a very, very fun kid to watch. Uh I think he led the team in scoring. I think he had 28 in their first game. So it, it might be worth throwing on your TV or pulling up just to see how he's doing because he's. I think he is a walking highlight. It would be a fantastic football game between North Dakota State and Kansas. You know, yeah. Kansas being revived in North Dakota State with all their their prowess over the years. Uh, Kansas probably wins that one, but again, that's the whole point about the spread being the great equalizer on that one too, right? Uh, Model has an A great play on North Dakota State and uh, likes the under 143. So two great yeah. plays on that one. Uh, if if you're interested in, in keeping an eye on that one, uh, that's all we've got. That any parting words, Jake? No, no. Let's. I'm. I'm determined. I'm going to hit this parlay tonight. I'm for this one. I'm determined. It's going to happen. I'm tired of hitting the side and missing the total. Hey, figure it out. and this, and I mean, I mentioned this before, right? We're talking about long term. You know, we'll see how it could play out. You know, the the parlay, you don't have to hit all of them, right? You know, you just hit a third of them, right? So yeah. it's it's one of those where we just get a couple here, and 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 the profits are rolling. We don't expect to win all of them. That's okay. Uh, it, it's we, we can chop the snide there pretty soon. Pretty soon, I, I feel yep. good about this one. Yep, I got it. All right. Well, that's all I've got for you then today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting content. Again, check out the college football content for this week if you haven't yet. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.